Welcome to Determined to Disciple, a working mom's mission to raise disciples of Jesus. This podcast is designed to explore ways to intentionally disciple the precious children in our lives to love the Lord while navigating the unique challenges of being a full-time working mom. I'm Erin, a full-time working mom of three, and I'm your host. Welcome back to Determined to Disciple. In this week's episode, I sit down with Alana Little. Alana is the owner of Make Pie Not War, where she handmakes beautiful jewelry in California. Alana was kind enough to share how she navigates owning her own business while also discipling the hearts of her three children. She has an amazing testimony and you're going to love her story. Let's get started. So can you start by just telling us a little bit about your business? Um, yeah, so I have a jewelry company. It's called Make Pie Not War. I started it um, in 2007 after I left my corporate accounting job and kind of just did it um, <laughs> as a fluke. And I thought it was just going to be like to get me to my next corporate job. And that was 13 years ago. And um, it's <laughs> honestly, I really never expected to go this long <laughs> with it. Um, I make everything by hand. So I use raw materials. Um, no one makes it for me. I make it. Um, and when I started, no one was doing that. So everyone just thought I was having a mental breakdown. And, um, now I feel like everyone has a side hustle. So it sounds more normal, but yeah, when I started it, people are like, what's happening with you? And it's been, it's kind of been this like really crazy thing for me that um, it's taken me a lot of different places and I've, I've had so many different um, moments because of what I do that I wouldn't ha- have had otherwise. I've been really blessed with it. Um, I mean, and with all those blessings comes a lot of responsibility, comes um a lot of negativity too. So like, how do you balance that? Um, um, and like I mentioned earlier, I've been a part of recovery group. Um, also because, um, in my business, you know, it's really easy to fall in love with the success and to fall in love with, um, the affirmation and all of the things that come along with success. Um, and people, a lot of times they don't see the negative side to that. And so, um, finding a lot of healing and freedom in, in Christ and that has been like really, really, um, therapeutic for me in the last year and a half. So, um, but yeah, make pie has been just a huge part of my life for so long that it's kind of crazy to think about like, what would life look like without that? So I don't know. I love what I do. I hope it shows. Um, and I definitely shows. (laughs) Thank you. I love, I love what I do. Um, I really do. And I love making people happy. I love that it can make people feel connected when they're not together, that you can bring solace to someone who's in grief. Um, I love that. And I'm like wearing mine today. I love your jewelry. So (laughs) (laughs) I busted it out for today. I love it. So, um, so you're like crazy busy owning your own business, like you said, and just all of the ins and outs of what that involves. So how do you, um, kind of just make time for your own like spiritual growth and time with the Lord? 
Um, really, honestly, for a lot of a lot of years, it was way on the back burner. Not that I didn't love the Lord. I've, I've always loved the Lord. Like I've always, um, I've always had that in in my life. I've always been grateful for that. Um, but for me, people are like, "Oh, what do you do for self care?" And I'm like, I literally laugh every time people ask, people ask me that all the time, and I'm like. <laughs> I go to recovery group on Monday nights. That's what I do for self-care. Um, and <laughs> making um, making my spiritual life a priority now for me is not optional any longer. Um, for me, when I don't make Jesus a priority in my life, I quickly go to places that are not healthy as far as like anxiety. Um, I, I have like, I have rage issues. I'm a workaholic. Uh, I have codependency issues and, um, you know, you know, because I am in recovery, I speak very honestly. So hopefully that doesn't scare your listener. No, I love it. It's just um, real, right? It's very real. Yeah. When you go to, when you go to our group, actually the program I do is called regeneration. It's actually from Texas. It's from watermark in Texas. Um, and anyways, yeah, it, I mean, the freedom is in Christ, but the program comes from Watermark. I'm just really grateful for it. It's been really good. Um, but for me, uh, when I don't make that a priority in my life, it just is not good for me. Um, it's not good. I go into, I go into like anxiety and then I it, it sometimes will cut, get covered up with feeling really angry, um, or trying to fix people or, um, working. Like if I feel like I'm failing in this area, I go and I work a lot so that I feel insulated. Um, like as, like I somehow can, can control the outcome of my life by creating my, my own success. And, um, for me, I have realized that that is just a path to internal dest destruction and um, how it was affecting my marriage, how I was affecting how I raised my children um, and breaking free from the ties of the past. Like the only way that I can do that personally is through Jesus Christ, 100%. Like there's just no other way. Yeah, for sure. I love that. What a cool testimony. Thank you. Very cool. So, um, Let's um, talk a little bit about your your kids. You're a mom, right? Yeah, got three girls. <laughs> I love it. So fun. And twins, right? Yes. I have a 10-year-old Lucy, and then I have twins, Alice and Amelie, and they're turning four this weekend. Lord Jesus, help me. They're born like Super Bowl Sunday babies. So <laughs> every year, I have to figure out, I have to do the song and dance because Americans believe Super Bowl is a holiday. So... <laughs> I love it. So fun. So, yeah, I'm planning that right now. I just did my Walmart pickup already. Praise the Lord for Walmart pickup. Oh my gosh, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how we'll ever go back to life without it, right? Oh, I'm never going back without it. No, never. Nope. The best thing in the world. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> for those of us who work and have children, and I'm sure women who stay at home with kids, I'm sure it's probably the same thing. Like, it's just like oh, yeah. one last thing that just, just like, takes oh, it off your shoulders. Yeah, one last thing we have to manage. It's just like, yeah. oh, feels good. Yeah, for sure. Working in the home, working out of the home, no matter what. It's like, just take that off the plate. 
Exactly. Oh my goodness. Oh. Even with the substitutions, I'm like, shoot, I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> Why not? Right. Yeah. For sure. So um as far as like your kids go, so what are some ways that you so you're talking about how, you know, obviously that time with the Lord is so vital to you. So what are some ways that you kind of involve your kids in that? Well, before COVID, um, <laughs> before COVID, um, you know, we go to church and then the little ones, like, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like when your kids are really young, you're just kind of like teaching them, like, this is the culture of our house. We're Christians and we're not perfect, but, um, I grew up in a very legalistic household. And so I sometimes like to swing the other way. And I am really trying to find a healthy balance of truth and grace when I parent. And, um, so for me, what that looks like is, uh, when we pray before dinner, um, or meals or whatever, we give the little ones a chance to pray. And a lot of times it comes out like really, really crazy, not expecting too much from my kids mm-hmm. and just kind of uh, trusting them with God and um, trying to emulate um, a healthier, more authentic Christian life for my kids, um, different than the one I was raised with that was performance based. and. Um, or like what your righteousness was measured and what you didn't do. Um, I want my kids to see Jesus through me by um, my honesty, by the love I express to people who don't look like us, um, to people who do look like me, that are mean to me, that reject um, authentic, um, you know, Christian beliefs and attitudes. Um And what that looks like. And a lot of times I get it wrong. And so I have to go to my kids and I have to say, you know, I was, I was really wrong right there. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Like, um, as your mother, you know, I'm not perfect and I'm learning just like you and I love Jesus and he's, um, he's still healing mommy. Like, you know, so just being authentic with your kids, but giving them a chance to like, kind of, um, participate in daily Christian life, you know, um, and I don't like to force, I always felt like, uh, when we were kids, like we were like forced into believing, you know, in Christ. And it's like, how authentic was that really? Cause people go to college and they're like, peace out, God, I'm not going to church anymore. And it's like, was that really the right thing? I don't know. And so as a mom, I just feel like, um, kind of, I just, my, I feel like my job is just to reflect Christ. I just feel like my job is to be a mirror to reflect Christ to my children. Mm, I love that. You inviting them into your, your spiritual life, right? Like your walk with the Lord, there's no better way, right? So let's talk about um, what did serving look like for your family um, in like your local church or in your community? Um, and did you involve your kids in that? I'm going to be serving the toddlers. I'm going to be doing big group. Um <laughs> And, um, I'm really silly and I have no sense of shame or embarrassment. So, (laughs) um, I'm perfect for the toddlers because I'll get really crazy and they think it's great. (laughs) So I love toddlers. Honestly, I used to do the three to fives class and I just love, like, I like toddlers. Yeah, that's so fun. I love it. They are, I have a a five-year-old, a three-year-old and a nine-month-old. So kind of like. 
hardcore in the toddler phase here. But, and then uh, like, my oldest Lucy, she's gonna be um so when I do big group, she's gonna be my tech lady and she's gonna be like pushing the videos and getting things like set up with the computer and stuff. So she's really excited about that. She's been wanting to serve for a long time, but our church has a policy of to be in fourth grade. But once she hit fourth grade, COVID there. So we're excited to go back to church. We miss being at like real church. Yeah, for sure. That's, I think that's awesome that you're going to get her involved with that. What That's one thing that I know you brought up earlier that kids, you know, they, they say that they believe in Jesus. They live their whole life and they go to college and they just leave the faith, right? And one of the studies show that, you know, if you involve them in your serving life and if, I mean, just like you said earlier, like the more that you can just have them come alongside you in your faith and your walk, like that just solidifies it for them that much more, you know? It's a book called Sticky Faith. If you haven't read it, it's really good. Um, yeah, I think when you see authentic faith growing up too it's much more meaningful mm -hmm, for sure absolutely uh i went to a conference and they said that um you know your kids seeing you read your bible you know and then living out your faith right is like super powerful and like living it out in truth and is you know obviously we're not perfect but um living well is you know but then if they see you open your bible and then you know, make ugly comments or, you know, just be, you know, hateful or whatever it is. And that also tells them something too, you know, and they just watch everything we do. <laughs> oh, they most definitely do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's this morning, crazy. this morning I said, oh my God. And then my youngest, Amelie, my twin, she goes, mom, you can't say that word. And she's like, well, you're an adult. And I'm like, no, you're right, Amelie. I shouldn't say that word. You're right. I'm wrong. They start calling us out, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're all, they're not even four yet. They're I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, um, so you own your own business, which I'm sure the hours of that are crazy. Um, how do you... Um, maybe navigate that tension of like home life versus work life? Ooh, yeah, honestly, I mean, every person who's self-employed deals with this constantly. My life is kind of like a triage room. Like it's like who's dying first. That's who gets the attention. So like if my business life is doing well, usually my house is a reg or my kids are like, you know, like doing crazy stuff to get my attention or my husband's doing crazy stuff to get attention. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, so it's this like tightrope that I walk. Um, I will say though that I have realized a lot of those attitudes that I've had have been um, rooted in a lot of codependency. So a lot of times I wanted to fix people or I wanted to um, like, I wanted to fix my husband. I wanted to, I thought I was being a helpful wife, but I really, I wasn't being very helpful actually. Um, it's like just fixing someone is not helpful for anybody really. Um, for me, balance, balance for me really just comes from me being uh, reliant upon Jesus and I feel like me trying to um, people please and 
because that's really what we're doing when we're trying to like make everyone feel good. Um, and then what's the cost of that really? The cost of that is that I am trying to fix the people in my life instead of leading them to Jesus or giving them Jesus or going to Jesus with uh, my problems with my needs and depending on him and waiting to see how God answers those prayers and how he comes through for us. Um, so balance, uh, I don't think balance exists, honestly. I think that's the thing that we created in our minds that honestly just brings us more shame. And it's like, that's not what God wants for us. He doesn't want shame for us. He wants us to live in freedom. Uh, you know, Galatians 5 says like Jesus died, you know, he died for us to have freedom. He didn't die for us to live in like the mom guilt that we all feel all the time. And it's like, oh, it's so exhausting. I can't, honestly, I can't live in that. I just, that will trigger me faster than anything. It's just like, I'm not doing enough or it's like, oh, can anyone do too enough? much or. <laughs> oh yeah. I hear that all the time. You're just not doing enough, doing, doing too much. much. It's like, okay, thanks a lot. And then they come to your house. You're like, you're doing too much. And they come to your house and they're like, you know, your house is messy and they're like giving you the eye and you're like, okay, like where, <laughs> oh gosh, it's like, where, right, like you feel like you've got to have the perfect house and the perfect kids and the perfect job, yeah. and the, you know, like my perfect Instagram account, my perfect, you know, like it's just, so yeah. it's like perfect. What? Like, right. <laughs> like the, what's the, what's the measure of perfect? Right. Like, 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 where's the line? I know. So, it's like, it doesn't exist. I don't know. I just can't live like that anymore. No. It just, it just made me miserable. And it just honestly always made me feel anxious. And then I don't like feeling anxious. So I would just go straight to really angry yeah. because yeah. anger feels more comfortable to me than just feeling stressed or frustrated or anxious or, you know, whatever it was that I was actually feeling. I am like, I'm going to express this as anger. And then you know, I'm not approachable as a wife. I'm not approachable as a mother because it's like, oh, well, don't make mom mad. You know, she's stressed out from work. And it's like, what kind of crap is that? Like, that, I don't want my kids to go through that. You know, a, a lot of that was my childhood. It was like, dude, I just like, I just, I want things to be different for my kids. And I definitely fail a lot in this. So I don't want anyone listening to think, oh, I has got to figure it out. I definitely do not. But, um, you know, with God's help, um, it's getting a little bit better, <laughs> yeah. getting a little bit better. Um, but it's a practice and it's like a thing of setting boundaries. That's like a huge thing I'm having to do this year is realizing what a healthy boundaries really look like. Um, because balance doesn't exist, but healthy boundaries do exist. Um, and what does that really look like in real life? Yeah. Mm -hmm. like dealing with and dealing with the blowback too, because man, people don't like boundaries, man. They don't, especially yeah. people in your real like, and the people who are really close to you, like you know, your mom or your dad or your husband. You start putting boundaries in, and they're like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like where did this come from?" Yeah, like we don't like this. Yeah, that's hard. But I love that you're saying that. Just the the difference of saying boundaries versus balance. I love that. I've never really thought about it that way, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Because there's this perfect like balance system where everything is so perfectly aligned, right? Where everything is just like golden. Like there's that's not a thing, but I like that. That's good. How does uh community impact you during this season of life, like being 
you know, a mom and having this business that you own? Community for me has been like really, really important. Um, I normally have an assistant. Um, my last assistant um, quit in June and I, I never replaced them, um, because of COVID. Um, so I am usually alone every day. My daughter is doing like distance learning in her room and I'm in my studio, which is in my garage. Although my garage doesn't look like a garage anymore, but, um, right now I'm working in my recovery group, um, on Monday night. So that's how I'm serving right now. Um, which is a lot. Um, leading a recovery group is so much more than you ever think it is. Um, <laughs> you know, you're like going to, you're entering into darkness with people and you're going to some, um, you're going to some dark spots and you're literally just trying to take that mirror, you know, and you're just trying to take the light and you're just trying to shine the light in there, you know, and yeah. um, we weren't designed to live on our own. And we do need people. And especially um, being in recovery was, um, they stress community a lot. And it's for a reason. It's because on our own, we usually are up to no good. And mm -hmm. when we're together, um, you know, we're, it's like the Bible says, um, you know, uh, was it a cord of three is not easily broken. And it's like, we're stronger together. Um, people can love us better when they actually know what's going on. If you isolate, people can't be there for you. They can't pray for you. They can't see how you're doing, you know? So it's like my encouragement to people who are listening is let people in. It feels scary at first, but when you're vulnerable and you're honest and you're able to like, just express yourself a little bit more than you would and trust is built in relationships. It can just be this really beautiful thing that God created us for. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I you keep bringing up your recovery group and I just wanted to stop and pause for a second and just say that that is such kingdom work that you're doing. And um, I have family members who have struggled with um, different addictions and things like that. And I just, I love that that is on your heart to, to give back to that and to help with like, facilitating a recovery group. Um, I just think that's great. So thank you for doing that because I know that's like kingdom work for sure. Oh yeah. Like it's crazy. Um, but I mean, people are going there and they're, they're desperate, especially now with COVID people are desperate. Um, and people feel hopeless. Mm -hmm. And I know I felt a lot of hopelessness and I didn't realize it actually until I started even just, um, we do what's called the groundwork before you even get into a closed group and just the, even loving the Lord, having the Holy spirit inside of me and still feeling the amount of sadness and hopelessness that I had. It's just like, that's not right. Like, that's not what we, that's not what God designed us for. And it's like, what, what is wrong what is wrong inside me? Like, what is it that I'm doing? You know, I, I just thought it's like, what am I doing? That's making me like this. And it's like, it, it was just like such a complicated answer. Um, and it usually is for most people. It's usually a mixture of a lot of different things. And it's like to see the Lord work, to see how people came in and how they go out 
through the program, it's like, man, that's where the gold, that's where the gold of life is. It's not in Instagram. It's not in how much money you make, man. It's, it's seeing people come in broken, leaving, not fully healed, but they have joy. They have a level of healing. They are, you know, they don't, they don't think about committing suicide. They don't, you know, want to hit the bottle. They don't want to do that. They just want to go to Jesus. And they know that Jesus is, is the only way they can survive and they don't want to survive without him. And it's like, man, that's, that's what the gospel's about. That's it. That is it. 100%. And I mean, we're sitting here talking about being moms, right? And like, the only way that our kids, I mean, we're, we're, like we have a role for future generations, right? Like we can be matriarchs and patriarchs of like future generations of, of, for me, walkers who love the Lord. And, but like, you can't do that if you're not in a good place, like you were saying. So like all of what you're doing is just helping generations of people, you know, love Jesus, because if you're helping to heal, you know, the hearts of these men and women that you have in these groups, like they're going to be able to turn around and, you know, live their life in a way that points their kids to Jesus. And that's just, you know, generational. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's like a lot of generational curses in my family and my sister, she's also gone through the program too. Um, and we're just deciding like trusting the Lord is a choice. Like God's not going to make you trust him. Um, that's just not how God works. He's, he's a loving God. He doesn't force us into things like that. And, um, but that's where the gold is in life is trusting the Lord. And we are just seriously like so determined to break a lot of things in our family that you can just see this happened and then this happened and da, 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 da. and you can just like see it. And it's like, no, we do not choose that. And we know that is not what God's will is for our life. Divorce is not God's will for our life. People always want to know what God's will is. God's will is very simple. It is not that difficult. Okay. He doesn't care if you're a mechanic or if, you know, you're a doctor. Like, he doesn't care. God's will for everyone's life is that we trust and obey. That is literally it. Like, he doesn't need anything from us. He's got everything he could ever need. He doesn't need us. Like, he, he wants us. He doesn't need us. And it's like, so for us, we've just decided, my sister and I both, we are just like, no, God's will for our life is not that we divorce. God's will for our life is that we authentically show our children who Jesus is. And if they want to follow him, that's between them and God. I can't control that for them. Do I pray for that? Do I want that with all of my heart? Yes. I want that for everybody, especially my children. I mean, I mean, is there anybody you love more in this world than your children? No, no way. But really, they belong to God. They don't belong to us, you know, and having to like shepherd them and and encourage them and to guide them to the way they should go and lovingly do that and not trying to control that. that that's that's a challenge, you know, and um, but just trusting, trusting them that God loves them more than I do, you know which I, it's like how I can't, it's like blows my mind. I know. Right. It seems insane. Oh, I love it. 
Okay, so before we finish, are there any just words of encouragement for any of the moms that are listening right now that are just currently in the trenches being, you know, full-time in really in the home, out of the home, whatever, working moms, um, any words of encouragement? Or yeah. specifically to moms who own their own business? Oh, wow. Well, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother piece of advice. <laughs> For moms who own their own business and you work inside the home and you have kids inside the home, my best advice for you is um, to pay for help. That's my best advice for you. Um, we are super and we are women, but we do not have magical powers. So my advice is pay for help. Pay for help. That's my advice for you, ladies. Um, um, for those of you who don't own your own business um, and you're feeling alone, which I feel like is a lot of people. I think most people feel alone at certain points in their life, if they're being really honest. Um, I actually just wrote my leader testimony for a recovery group. I'm supposed to be giving my testimony in a couple of weeks. So I'm like, this is all very fresh. I just finished it like in the middle of the night last night. Um, for me, a repeating theme in my recovery is I always felt alone and um, started from basically when my life started. Um, that it's a repeating thing that I always feel alone. Um, like I'm just dealing with everything on my own and there's nobody there to help me. Nobody cares. And I feel overwhelmed and I just want to control. And so for me, um, I just have learned, I can just hear the Holy Spirit whisper in my heart all the time. You are not alone. You have never been alone. I have always been there with you. Even when um, bad things have happened or good things have happened, whatever, all the things have happened, I've always been there with you. I've always loved you. Um, Ephesians, well, let me grab my paper really quick. I have a few, a few Ephesian quotes in here, and I'm like, I'm going to get the wrong verse. Hold on, let me grab it. Um, Ephesians 1.5 says that in love, like the most important part I underlined it in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ so it's like he's always loved you he's always wanted you you've never been alone um Hebrews 13 5 says I will um never will I leave you never will I forsake you um so when you're feeling alone if you feel like your husband's dropping the ball on you um, if your mom is no help or she's not there at all and you're just like, dude, I just can't do this anymore. I just want to encourage you that, um, Jesus is there and he can see you. He loves you and he, um, he wants to be there for you. So before we finish, would you pray for all the moms that are listening? I surely will. Um, and if anyone ever needs to like reach out or whatever, people can totally reach out to me too. Um, I'm very open about my life and sometimes a stranger is easier to talk to you than people, you know, I love it. Um, okay. <sighs> Dear Lord, I just, um, thank you so much for this time. This is, um, it's just like so life giving to, um, just be with people <laughs> that will listen to the crazy stuff that you say and that will care. And we just, God, I just pray for all the women who are listening, Lord. I think we all can feel like sometimes as moms, we're struggling um, that maybe we're just like not the mom that we should be or that we could be. And Lord, I ask that you um, 
break those chains of shame and expectations, Lord, and that you show us what your freedom looks like, Jesus. Um, Lord, show us that you're there with us. Sometimes we feel alone and we feel lost. And um, especially right now with all the crazy COVID stuff, um, we feel like our lives are out of our control. And we know that you have our lives in control. We know that you love us. Um, we trust you, Lord. Teach us to depend on you more every day. Um, protect our children, Lord. Um, teach us to trust you more with our children. Um, it's such a hard thing to do, though, because we just ah, we just want to wrap them in bubble wrap and like put a helmet on them so that they never get hurt. And we know, Lord, that um, your plans are greater than our plans. Um, you go before us, Lord, and you are, um, you just have so many bigger plans for us than we can even imagine, Lord, and sometimes that's hard for us to believe, and so we ask, Lord, for faith. We ask for um, peace. I ask for all of the fruit of the Spirit, Lord, um, because that's what you want to give us because you are loving and you are good. And remind us of that. We ask, um, I ask for the Holy Spirit um, inside all of the moms today um, that you remind us of these truths when we lose our way, Lord, when we lose sight of you, um, that you lasso us back into your loving arms, um, that you are our good father and um, you love us so much. And um, I just thank you so much for this time. This has been so sweet and so um, life giving for me personally. And, um, we love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.